0: beautiful people and welcome to Food, Farming, and Fitness, the podcast. I am your host Ashley Puckroll. This is a podcast where we talk all things agriculture and wellness. The saying food doesn't come from a grocery store is quite literally true and I hope that this podcast you learn where it actually does come from and how food and fitness affect our everyday lives, performance, and well-being. Thank you so much for being here. Let's dive right on in. friends. It is Ashley. I am recording a solo podcast today. Um, I asked y'all on my Instagram what would be the most interesting thing that you guys want to talk about, and I recently made a post all about Weight Watchers and kind of just my own personal thoughts and opinions on the program. Um, It was received really well, and an overwhelming amount of you said that you wanted me to go off on my Weight Watchers opinions um, some more and the things that from a fitness Uh, mainly a nutritionist standpoint, things that I see just kind of wrong with Weight Watchers that really rub me the wrong way. And before I want to go any further, I do want to preface that this is a program that does work for some people. Um, I am not bashing anyone that decides to do Weight Watchers. Weight Watchers, if it worked for you, that's awesome. I am happy that it worked for you. My issues lay deeper in the program itself how it's run, and the perception that it gives people. I have five points that I'm going to be bringing up. They all kind of tie in together, but diving right on in, the first thing that I have a problem with, which is really the basis of the entire Weight Watchers program itself, is the point system. Um, So if you're not familiar with Weight Watchers, essentially what it is, it is a weight loss specific program that focuses on helping people lose weight by assigning points and numbers to food. So there's essentially a list that they have of foods that are zero points and then it kind of points can range from I believe it's like zero to six or zero to ten and anywhere in between. Your zero point foods are what you would consider your whole nutritious food. So things like um, hard boiled eggs, um, bananas, um, egg whites, chicken breast, vegetables. And these terms, these zero point foods mean in Weight Watchers eyes that you can eat as many of them as you'd like, and you're going to be just fine. They also label things like cookies and especially like breads and carbs and white rice and pastas, higher numbers. Essentially, you get a set number that you're allowed to eat during the day. So say you're, you're allowed to have 30 points worth of food for the day. Well, your carbs are going to be taking up a lot of those points, and a lot of people are like, oh, well, I can just eat a bunch of the zero-calorie food, or zero-calorie, they're not zero-calorie, I'll get there in a second, <laughs> a lot of these zero-point foods, and I'll just be fine. I'll just eat a bunch of the zero-point foods, and I'll be good. Um, since it does have a lot of the cookies and the donut and the sweets and the, the carbs and the rice and the pastas at a higher point number it makes people honestly just afraid of carbs it makes them think that carbs are bad that the carbs are going to make them run out of all their numbers and that if they don't cut out carbs and eat more of these zero point foods that they're going to stay exactly where they are or they're going to gain weight so aside from my issue with assigning numbers to food because that just doesn't make sense to have different foods be points there is a core problem with assigning value to food. When you're essentially giving food numbers saying, well, this food is worth zero points and this food is worth six points and six points is going to get you further away from your goal than the zero point foods are. It just makes you scared of food. Like a point system really can be detrimental to someone who already doesn't have a good relationship with food. For someone that is already seeing carbs as the enemy and not a source of energy, for someone that believes that having a cookie at the end of the day is going to derail all their progress, looking at food as points just hurts that even more. The second point I want to bring up that really ties back into the point system is that it completely ignores calories in versus calories out, which is the Among like looking at your hormones and your sleep levels and all those other things that go into nutrition and a well-balanced lifestyle, calories in versus calories out is really the basis of any type of weight loss goal and program. It completely ignores it. So going back to these zero point foods, you're looking at like the chicken breasts and the egg whites. So you can essentially have an entire day of chicken and egg whites and or hard-boiled eggs, sorry, and never reach your number goal. So in your head, you're like, oh man, I barely had any points today. I must've done really good. Well, hard-boiled eggs, while they're fantastic for you, do are a main source of fat and they do have protein in them, but they're also very calorically dense due to the fat content in the egg. So if you're having 12 hard-boiled eggs day that can add up your calories really quickly whereas if you are having maybe like one egg for breakfast um with some other things in there with like a piece of toast and then whatever else you want for lunch that has a carb a fat and a protein and you're eating well balanced rounded meals your quote-unquote like points might be higher at the end of the day but you had a more well-balanced meal and day all around you can eat these zero point foods all day, as much as you want, but you can't ignore the fact that there's still calories in those foods. So if your set calorie goal, caloric goal is say like 1900 calories for the day and you just fill your whole day with all these zero point foods, you can still go above your 1900 calorie goal easily into 2000, 2100, 2200. And suddenly you're no longer in a calorie deficit and you can stay at maintenance where you are, or you can gain weight. A lot of people end up losing weight on Weight Watchers because it's just making them eat healthier food and like food that's better for you in general. That's my second issue with Weight Watchers is that it completely ignores calories in, calories out. At some point in time, it doesn't matter how many of these zero-point foods you're eating. If you are eating more than you need to to be in a calorie deficit, you will not lose the weight. My third tick with (laughs) Weight Watchers is that it's very common to do public weigh-ins and they put a very big emphasis on the scale. I mean, it's literally called Weight Watchers. Like Literally, it's in the name. It's watching your weight. I have a lot of issues with public weigh-ins because I don't think your... Personally, I don't think your weight is anyone else's opinion. And when you're... And this is the same issue I have with The Biggest Loser too. Is when you are putting an individual on a scale in front of a group of people who are also on a weight loss journey. You are suddenly making it like this crazy competition when it really shouldn't be. The only person you should be competing with yourself is you. Like you should only be competing with yourself. You should never be competing with other humans, other people at all. Um, so that's one thing I have a problem with is the idea that they have expanded into food products and their own branding to make it seem like if you want to have success on Weight Watchers, you should buy their food and their, and their products. When you're stepping on the scale, you can say you lost five pounds that week, that's a lot of weight to lose in a week, but if you're um, a heavier individual and you just on your Weight Watchers, it's very possible. So let's say you step on the scale and you lost five pounds that week. You feel on top of the world. You feel great. Cool beans. The next week you step on the scale and you only lose one pound and suddenly you look around and everyone's like, hmm, well, she lost five pounds last week. She must have not been as on it this week as she was last week. So you feel kind of crappy. You restrict even more the next week. You step on the scale. And next week in your public weigh-in, you actually gained two pounds. Now, that just seems like the end of the world in Weight Watchers because you you didn't lose any weight. You actually gained weight. But what Weight Watchers doesn't talk about in their marketing or in their name itself is that the scale changes. It is very common for the scale to change on a a day-to-day basis. So if you didn't drink enough water, you can be holding on to some water weight. If you didn't take a shit that day, you can have a little bit more weight. If you had a day full of a lot of high sodium foods the day before, that can also have you increase weight. If you are menstruating, that can cause you to increase some weight too. The scale isn't everything, and I think they put way too much emphasis on it for being healthy. And the scale does, weight does not always dictate whether you are a healthy, fit individual at all. All right, so going on to my f- fourth point is that my fourth and fifth kind of tie in together, but that they are a company. They are a diet company. This is a billion dollar industry. The weight loss industry is worth billions of dollars. They profit off of you not liking yourself, wanting to lose weight, failing at losing weight, and trying all these products again to try and lose weight. The If you're not familiar, Weight Watchers has actually come out with a new brand. I think the industry has done the fitness and nutrition industry has done a pretty good job of kind of calling weight watchers out on all of the things that i had mentioned previously Um, and they really needed to kind of rebrand themselves to make it seem like it's this brand new idea and brand new company when it's really not they changed their logo on a bunch of different um, food products and that's another thing that are out to get their money they have specific weight watchers foods, and products that you can buy. So, like, I was walking through the grocery store the other day, and I saw this Weight Watchers ice cream. This ice cream for freaking four popsicles was, like, $8 or something insane. Like, I... Why? Like, why are you gonna pay that much more money for a branded product that, like, it's really, truly not that much different than the ice cream, the normal ass ice cream that's sitting right next to it. And I would bet you anything that those products probably don't taste that great and they're not really all that filling. So instead of just having the one, you have two or three in the package and now you're over the calories that you would have had if you just had one regular chocolate ice cream cone. Another way That they are out to kind of just take your money is that it costs money to be on a team so not only does it cost money so you have to pay to be a part of the program then you have to pay to like be on a team and these teams are kind of where you do your like your weigh-ins and all of that sort of thing I want to pay money to be on a team and pay money to buy your own specialty branded products and pay money to just be a part of the program in itself Um, And now they have an app as well that if you pay to be like a premium member, you get more perks and the program's easier for you to navigate. So that's like four different ways that they're taking money off of you already. The fifth and final thing that I think really bothers me just as much as the point system, if not more, is that, and this is a very polarizing opinion, is that I believe that Weight Watchers is set up for you to fail. It doesn't, at its core, it's not teaching you jack shit about nutrition. What it's teaching you is that you can eat as many hard-boiled eggs as you want, and it's going to be okay because you've accumulated zero points. And you should really not eat that cookie because it's six points, and it's probably going to derail your progress. You can't be attributing a point system to food your entire life. Like if you go out to a restaurant, how are you going to be like this Parmesan encrusted tilapia with a side of broccoli and rice pilaf? How are you supposed to know whatever that number is in your head? When if you are taught sustainable ways around nutrition you would know that's a pretty well-balanced meal you have your your fibrous vegetable like you have your broccoli in there which is great you have the rice pilaf which is going to be some type of form of energy for you because it's a carb and then tilapia is a really really great source of protein and then your the tilapia and the broccoli the rice pilaf is probably cooked in some type of olive oil or canola oil which would lead to your fats. So you have your protein, you have your fats, and you have your carbs. That is a pretty well balanced meal in and of itself when you go out to eat. But Weight Watchers would never have you lo- have that because it just, you can't calculate it in your head. So, like, if you can't calculate it in your head, you probably shouldn't eat it at all, right? No, that's not how life works so weight watchers you have this program you follow the rules you listen to the point system whatever you lose weight you're super stoked you're so happy and you're like i got this i can do this on my own i'm done paying my monthly fee i'm done buying the stupid weight watchers food like i'm gonna do this on my own i got this and then you go out into the real world and you realize i actually don't got this i never actually learned how to make a well-balanced meal i don't necessarily understand anything about macronutrients which are fats carbs and proteins and you don't truly understand the concept of calories in versus calories out because that's not something weight watchers puts emphasis on so you're doing good for a couple months you feel like you can Follow somewhat of the Weight Watchers plan without being in the program itself. And then suddenly like life happens and because you didn't learn the basics for keeping yourself at maintenance or putting yourself into a deficit to lose a little bit of weight and then going back up and reverse dieting back into a maintenance, you gain all your weight back and you can't figure out why. So what do you do? You sign back up for Weight Watchers. Why? Because it's how you lost weight the first time. It's the same reason people go into fad diets. It's the same reason people do keto. They do keto, they lose a bunch of weight, they fall off of keto because it's not sustainable. So what do they do? They go back on keto. You do intermittent fasting. It works for a point in time and then it stops working and then you want to go back to it because it worked for the first time. All of these diets, programs, they're, they work for a certain amount of time because they put you in a calorie deficit. They teach you for a short period of time. Maybe you should be eating more of these foods and less of these foods. But at the end of the day, if they're not teaching you how to live sustainably and how to create well-balanced meals for your everyday life, you're going to gain the weight back. And then you just fell like putty into their hands because now they get to get your money again. There are people I've never known someone who's done Weight Watchers, who's kept the weight off or who has done it without going through it 2, 3 or 4 times. Like you never hear someone go, "Oh, I did weight watchers this one time." No, it's, "I did weight watchers, I lost the weight. Oh, I'm doing weight watchers again because I want to lose a little bit more weight." They are set up for you to fail. They know that at the end of the program, you're probably going to gain weight again and that you they didn't teach you how to do this on their own, so they want to keep you in this cycle for the rest of your life. And it's miserable. No one wants to be in a weight loss program for their entire life. That freaking sucks. What you want is to be able to have the tools in your tool belt to live a life sustainably where you're at a comfortable weight, where you're happy with your body. And if if you feel like you want to lose a couple of extra pounds, you know how to do that in a safe and effective manner and how to work yourself back up to go back to the maintenance. And then you go back into a cutting phase. Like these programs aren't around for you to like educate yourself that way. They're there for you to fall into the diet trap, to give them all of your money, and then they're just kind of like, oh, well, when you fall off, you fall off, but we know you'll be back. And I just have a really big problem with that. And that's why with all of my clients, I make it an effort to teach them at the core to fix their relationship with food, to not have a problem with any types of food, or see carbs as bad, or fats as bad, or cookies or donuts as bad, or food isn't good or bad. You can't be assigning some type of value to food. Food food is fuel. Food is people's culture. Food is how people bond. Food shouldn't be making you feel any sort of type of way. It shouldn't make you feel restrictive, and you shouldn't be tying emotions to food. At the end of the day, I teach my clients how to build well-balanced meals so that when they feel confident in themselves that they're at a caloric intake that feels good to them, that helps them reach their goals and they understand how to feed themselves every day to reach those goals, then I want them to go off on their own and excel in life. I don't want them to feel like they need to depend on me for the rest of their life. That's not my goal. My goal is to help you live your best life and have a comfortable relationship around food to where you don't, you don't need me anymore. Yeah, you can come in and we can do check-in calls and you might come to me if you want to go into a little tiny diet phase. But I work to help women live a life around food that feels good for them. Forever, like for the long term. I don't want you to be losing weight and then gaining it all back and then being stressed out. That's not my goal and that's not what my clients do. They're in it for the long term and it might take a little bit longer, but at the end of the day, that's okay because it sets them up for success for the rest of their lives. Things that Weight Watchers and the keto diet and all of these other Whole 30 and all of these other fad diets don't do, they don't set you up for the long term. That is my little rant on Weight Watchers and the things that I do not agree with for the program. If you liked this episode, if this episode resonated with you at all, if you're really feeling me on these opinions that I have or if it made you think about Weight Watchers or dieting in a different way, um, please share this episode on your Instagram stories or on your Facebook and make sure to tag me at amp amp your lifestyle and I will reshare it and share the love that you've shared to me and that you have a wonderful rest of your day and go forward and eat all of the foods that you love And don't feel like you have to be restricted to eat a specific way to reach your goals. But like I said, if you're interested in more information, feel free to follow me on Instagram at amp your lifestyle and subscribe to this podcast for more fitness, nutrition and agriculture goodies. But thanks so much for tuning in and I will see you guys next time. Bye.